Sourdough Cup and welcome to another media cast here on the Funkit Pod where we discuss now all things media and not all things media but actually more specific things that are happening in the media and right now and I want to start this podcast those like 10-12 minutes that I usually use for the media cast I want to use the first few seconds to ask you a question. <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like I'm doing a class at university right now and that question is Have you heard lots of COVID news um, in the news? Have you seen lots of COVID news in the news this past week? <laughs> I mean, it's like in university, like, I wait until you answer. Have you seen? Just think about it. Like, how many COVID news you have seen. Now think about what else have you seen in the news? Quite likely, either you're saying Olympics, if you only check the sports section of the news, or you're probably saying... Um, Mm, Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia, right? Third world war should have happened on Wednesday. Um, third world war happening and so on. And I'm not here to say this is not serious. It's probably a very serious situation. So definitely not making fun of it or light of it or anything. I just want to shine a light on how the media handles certain situations. And we talked about it before in previous media casts, how media, of course, benefits from A, making us panic, making us scared. We discussed this like at length, but maybe we should have like an updated version on that with current examples. So that's one thing. And how media um, benefits from dividing us. Like CNN as well as Fox as just two examples on the left and right side of the spectrum. They are happy to divide us and they're happy that each other is there. Because those extremes sell. If there's no extreme opponent of mine, like then I, I'm I'm not selling because the people are like, yeah, but you're the only one. But if there's like an extreme opponent, they're like, yeah, look, they, pardon my French, they suck. So I'm gonna run with Team Fox or Team CNN and and so on. And you get you get my point. We had this before. Okay, now why do I mention this again? Well. Because this is what's happening right now. Like COVID, right? The past two years, two and a half years in the news, eventually lots of us, of course, got sick of it. <laughs> Quite literally some. Um, but you know what I mean? Like you probably felt it. Like even before, and I, I know in certain areas of the world, COVID restrictions have been lifted. It's less and so on. So yeah, I get it. But even before that, that happened, right? Even we feel it here in Thailand too, even though we still have the COVID restrictions, um, like social distancing, wearing masks and so on. Um, but people are just less afraid of it. It's like, yeah, man, I can't just stop my life forever. And you just live your normal life more or less. Yeah, we have the masks on here, here in Thailand. But besides that, you, you, you live your normal life, right? And I think eventually the news also realized that, of course, and the news are like, okay, we need something else that generates this panic and that's dividing the people. And now Russia and Ukraine. Russia is always a good foe to have for the Western media, of course, the West, right? Um, and now simply what's happening there, of course, is just a great moment for the news to jump on and be like, hey, look what's happening. We need to go there. We need to send troops. We need to, I know, confront Russia and so on. And that works, of course, not only in the US, that works like with I know in Europe, obviously, because it's so close to Russia and NATO members and whatnot. So that works with basically everybody. Everybody is somewhat involved. And then blowing it up to like potential third world war and so on involves then 
everybody, right? Everybody is like, oh, sh- what's going to happen next? And there were statements. And again, I'm not here to take a side. There, was a, there were statements coming out of Ukraine, apparently from the president, but you never know like who manufactured or not, right? Um, and there are different theories that um, apply, like media theories, communication theories, like there's one favorite, uh, famous theory from the 70s, but still applies. It's called the two-step flow theory, where um, it basically says we don't get the information from the source. We don't get the raw information. We get the information um, via intermediaries, like via news anchors, for example, via influencers, like however you, you get your information. It has like one step in between between the source, the raw data, the raw information and us. And that's why it's called two-step flow. It flows through an additional step before it comes to us. And then this additional step usually doesn't give us just the information. They add their own spin to it, right? So who knows like who added spin on like that message from the president and so on. But apparently it said like, hey, there's nothing really to panic right now. It has been like this for a long time that there were troops and so on on the border. Um, there is no war happening right now. Maybe he said that to keep the people in the Ukraine calm. Maybe he said that to keep Putin calm. Maybe it's the truth. Who knows? But this aspect of the news, of the inf- information, this, in- this piece of information didn't really make it into the big news cycle, of course. Why? Because it wouldn't sell panic because what we need right now, from a media point of view, when I'm looking at my timing, uh, from a media point of view, is of course panic. Right? Panic sells divisiveness, 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 right? Dividing the people sells. And that's what the media is doing right now. So whether or not you're on the, you're, you're saying, yeah, that, that sounds scary and we don't like Russia. Of course, who does, right? No offense to us, my Russian friends. I have a Russian name. So don't, uh, don't be offended. But Russia is painted as the bad guy all the time, of course. And if you have a leader like Vladimir Putin, I think it's hard to for foreigners not to think of Russia as the bad guy, even though we know the people, of course, are not, right? Just to make this clear. But so that's, that's why I'm also saying it's, it's, a, it's an easy foe for the media to use because they know like people around the world, they don't like Putin. They're, they're scared of him. What, what's he going to do? And it's such a big country, so powerful. Like, hmm, what's he going to do? Right, so it's easy to paint to paint like that picture of like the bad Russians right now. So, but it, whether you believe in that or you're saying, um, I don't think we should, we Western, um, I know, armies should go to Ukraine, even though it's kind of part of the deal. Like, if they would really be in trouble, right? Um, because way back then they they gave up their nuclear weapons uh, in return for. Um, the Western powers promising they will protect them from Russia, as far as I, I know. Um, but whether you're on, on the uh, side of the spectrum that says like, yeah, let's go in there and let's support Ukraine and let's face Russia, or you're saying, no, that's, we shouldn't do this. Tension is already high enough. We don't need to increase that. And we don't need to um, like actually start a third world war or, or something along those lines. Um, whether you're on side one or side two, A or B, right? You can still... You just remove yourself from your team for a second. You can see how the media that you're consuming is portraying each side, right? You can see what what they're all doing. And of course, the funny thing, funny, interesting thing is then, of course, also that the media outlets, they're not necessarily sticking to their key messages that they used to have, like 
I know liberals were usually against the war, for example. Now, however, because the liberals are supposed to be on Team Biden, they're like, yeah, Joe, let's do it. Go for it. Woo. Usually, like from my memory, like when I was growing up, the Republicans, the right wing was more like for confrontation, like we don't take a step back and so on. And now they're like, why would you want to have a war with Russia? And then you get China involved and oh my, no, why would you do that? And so the teams are now just basically saying things to rile up their supporters to go against the other team, right? Again, why? Because it sells. So one more time, like <laughs> I really feel like in a unit class, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to lecture, but I just think we can have opinions, right? And we can have different opinions, and that's a good thing. But we should be able to discuss those opinions and then maybe come to conclusions or try to understand where each other is coming from. And I don't mean this in, in, in like a hipster way, like hold hands and be in circles and stuff like this. No, no, but yeah, if you have different, different ideas, then maybe we can come to a consensus that is actually more beneficial. But right now the media, and I sound like, I sound like, like, like Russell Brand right now, the media. Um, <laughs> If you haven't checked out, check out Russell Brand. He just passed, I think, five million subscribers on YouTube. Congratulations, Russell Brand. Um, and I like his content, by the way. Um, I just don't like the preachery guru gimmick. Um, but still, congratulations. Um, but yeah, so the media, of course, because if they, would, if they would give us a platform where they would actually show different opinions and then discuss those, like what certain kind of podcasts are doing, <coughs> um, <laughs> That's why, by the way, that's by the way, why people um, watch or listen to Joe Rogan, just saying. Um, so, yeah, then they wouldn't sell as much, of course, because like those debates would be boring. They would be interesting if you're really into it, but they would be boring. There's no like, we need to invade and oh, Putin's crazy. There's nothing of that. It would be like a, it would be like a reasonable back and forth, which, of course, no one wants to see because we want to see drama. We want to see the spectacle. Yeah, we grew up. Next media theory for you, we're in. Um, the Society of the Spectacle. I think uh, it's a famous researcher like Baudria talked about this a lot. He's like in postmodern times. <laughs> Jordan Peterson's going to hate this now when I talk about postmodernism. Uh, but in the times that we live in, um, we remove ourselves so much from the real world because we only consume things that are happening like in the world in front of us on our displays. Okay. And more on this in one of the next episodes of this podcast. And one thing that Baudrillard, like the research guy, quite famous in the media industry, what he uh, said is, um, we're living in a society of the spectacle. This means we want to see spectacular things on the screen because we don't experience this ourselves. So we're longing to see spectacular things in the news on our screens and so on. And the media realized that. And that's why they're giving us spectacle, right? So they know that the audience rather consumes spectacle, spectacular things, crazy, crazy things rather than just a debate, for example. So that's why they're going for like the crazy stuff, the wow, I can't believe this is happening kind of content because that sells to the audience. And not blaming the audience because like just imagine you have like a, a long a long job, long day at work, you come home, then you don't want to watch a five-hour debate on whether or not it would make sense to send troops to the Ukraine 
because you're tired. You're like, oh God, and I barely make any money. What the hell? I'm just hungry. I want to just sit at home and I want to see spectacle. I want to see like, yeah, F them or no, that's crazy. I, I want to take sides. I want to belong to a team, right? So that's what the media is exploiting. And I think more people should be aware of this uh, because only if you're aware, you can say, okay, I still have my opinion, but let me just remove myself for a second from my team. Just take a step back, look at the opposite side, the others, and see like, why do they think the way they think? Maybe they didn't even mean to insult us because that's just the media that like enforced those, I know, stereotypes and enforced like the aggression. Maybe they were even misquoted. Let, let me just figure out what they are actually saying, like what fuels their belief. And if I understand that, then I can understand like why they say what they say. And I can maybe even argue with them and convince them that they should be more open-minded towards my point of view or I get more open-minded towards their point of view. No matter what happens, uh, we will be closer to consensus, meaning we're not going to fight each other. We're not going to hate on each other. Happily ever after. In theory, <laughs> it's not that hard. In real life, however, it's super hard. Why? Because, of course, media, governments, and so on, one more time, they thrive on division, they thrive on panic, because then we're taking sides, we will fight for our sides, and that's how they stay in power, and that's how they sell and get clicks. While I say all the things, I realize that there's lots of theories actually also involved, so maybe um, for next week, I will try to elaborate on more a little bit about like the power structures in the media, um, and I'm gonna try to elaborate a little bit more also on a few audience theories, like how audience interact and what to consider. So then maybe it makes also more sense um, if you see what media conglomerates, for example, are doing. All right, that's it for this week. However, it's been 15 minutes, so I don't wanna throw too much information at you. Um, if you have any questions in particular, please do shout out, let me know. Um, either via social media at funkitpod or email funkitpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe to the thing, um, rate it positively, <laughs> then more people can find it. Um, trying to spread how media works because if you understand how the media works, we understand why all those things are happening. All right, as always, stay safe, take care, and I hope to see and talk to you rather soon. Saudi Cup. Oh.